Hello, welcome back to Skippable Cutscenes. Can I have everyone introduce themselves? Hello, I'm Marissa. I am playing Vera the Bard. I am Zombie Cleo, and I am playing Gilly. I am Will, and I am playing Step. Hi, I'm Lisa, and you know me as Judgment, the Tiefling Dragonborn Sorceress. Tasked with stopping the plans of the Weaver, the mysterious leader of the Dandy York Pirates, Gilly communed with one of the strange plants seated by the Weaver's disciples and had a experience. Our heroes have returned to the town of Rubenburg, a small town built inside the walls of an old abandoned castle. Finding their ship still needs a few days for repairs. They decide to take some time to individually relax about town. Step, what would you like to do? Um, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a stone golem, so. You're a gold golem. Uh, yeah, that's the one. What would Step do? I stand here and wait for something to happen. Okay. <laughs> You're on the dock of um, Rubenberg near the ship after a short discussion as to what to do. Um, and you stand there. Seems like a couple hours pass. And an old woman comes up to you and says, Harold, Harold, is that you? I'm not Harold. Oh, of course you are. Stop doing that. Come with me. She sort of loops her her arm. It would be, well, I mean, your height, it's like looping her arm around the bottom of your wrist. Okay. And she just starts walking off, presumably dra- tra- dragging you in tow. Um, okay, I, th- I think I'm walking with her. Just to okay. stop her from damaging herself, because if I didn't walk, she'd probably just walk a few feet and then snap back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like... I haven't seen you in years. What brings you back? I'm here with the trading company ship. Oh, you finally got that uh, ship you were talking about. Is that the one? It, um, is she gesturing towards the ship? Right. Well, there's only two ships in uh, in harbor, so presumably, yeah. Okay. Um, yes, that, that's the ship. I, I don't own it. I'm simply employed by it. Oh, I, I guess I understand. Uh, gosh, what's she gonna do? See, I said that I was gonna have time to prepare, but then I actually ended up not, so. <laughs> okay. This is all straight up off the cuffs. It's an ad lib episode. It is. I had time to prepare for the last one. Should we do names out of a hat? Uh, are you gonna ask her her name? Oh, um. Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, because Step doesn't have a lot of motivation, it's kind of hard to. Okay. Who, who are um, you? So I can report you to um, my superior for kidnapping trading company property. <laughs> oh, you're so silly. I am, or you remember, it's me, Matilda. And she's she's an old woman, as in octogenarian is probably generous. Okay. She, uh, she keeps walking with you. It's like, oh... I know I look, uh, I know I've aged quite a bit. No, you look as old as when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few minutes more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, she leads you to um, what would nominally be like the residential area of town where there are some very small, modest houses. And. Um, okay. She she uh, starts to try and push open her door, but it sort of sticks because it's an old door and not in, not in great repair. It's like, oh, can you help me with this? 
Um, I, I just put out my hand and then basically walk forward. Yeah, the door opens easily for you because you're not 95 years old. Would you like some tea? I I don't require tea, but if you'd like to make it, that's okay. Oh, oh that'd be great. She goes back and makes some uh, some very red-looking tea. Okay, I, I accept it and open my mouth and just put the put the teacup and tea in there and then close my mouth. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, is that a, mm. it's okay. It's fine. I have plenty. <laughs> what is going on, dude? I have no idea. Um, she's, she's a senile old woman. Okay, I, I look around her house. Okay. Uh, she has a lot of knickknacks. Um, nothing that looks like creepy dolls or anything, so you don't have to worry about being turned into a giant possessed uh, porcelain doll. But okay. it could be on the table, actually, now that I think about it. No, it's mostly uh, like small ceramic crafts and uh, a lot of teacups, a lot of, um, I don't know, old people things. Um, I'm assuming there's like an old sofa with like one of those old blankets thrown over it. Uh, she does not own a sofa. She's too poor for that. Ah. She's got she's got two chairs, which have um one of them has like those those upholstered cushions that's very worn out because of of use. It's as well kept as it could be, but it's it's old. I'm gonna sit down in one of the chairs, the not used one, without the cushion. Okay. Uh, it's surprisingly seems to hold your weight and or you are in the shape that it doesn't put the full weight on it because most chairs are not designed to handle uh, 4,000 pounds unless yeah, you want just, to sit I, normally. No, I, I, yeah, I just hold myself like a Lego piece. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, that should be a new ability. You scatter little Lego pieces. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can click pieces off of me like a giant Lego sculpture. Mm-hmm. And they're little caltrops that do 1d4 damage. Yeah. Is that one of my secret abilities? No. Oh. Could be, though. I'm actually writing that down. Um, <laughs> so what did you need from me? Oh. Mathilda. Mathilda? Matilda. Matilda. <laughs> it's Matilda. There's no H in this. No, there's no there's no H. It's Matilda. It's like, oh, um, I just wanted to catch up. How have you been these last years? Tell me everything. I start from the beginning. Okay. So I was forged in, um, <laughs> like, right from the beginning, and I just start speaking, like, reciting the entire history of what I can remember. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Step remembers. It, it's like okay. you're, you're, what I'm saying is you can you can recite it so that because the audience doesn't know. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I was I was forged in a workshop in an ancient civilization which is called Blank, <laughs> and um, I was forged for the king and turned into a small step for the king to get out of the carriage and down to greet the people. And then that king was overthrown and killed by his people. So I was passed from person to person 
merchant ship to merchant ship. Uh, I had lots of jobs. One of them was an alarm clock. I'd stand next to a bed and slap my hands together every time it was morning. <laughs> um, at one point, I was stolen and put in a fighting ring. And if you beat me, you got a certain amount of money. Oh, how often did that happen? That sounds dangerous. Um, I don't know. My my memory gets fuzzy around that area. Oh, okay. I understand. I don't remember everything either. How long have I been talking for in universe? I'm assuming it's been like four hours or something. Um, because when I say I start reciting everything, I mean I start reciting yeah, the history yeah. of the world. Yeah. So at this point, I would say the sun has just set because it was maybe early, like 10 a.m. when you were at the docks and everyone decided to, to split off. So it's been a yeah. couple hours. This like, is, oh, this lady has a lot of um, uh, a lot of what's the word? Like she can sit down and listen to me for ages, apparently. Um, you gather roll. She might be asleep. You're not entirely sure. Should I roll perception? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, natural twenty. I can this... I can see her dreams if she's asleep. <laughs> Weirdly enough, this is the first natural twenty since you've last leveled up. Really? I think so. Okay. Well, way to waste it on <laughs> seeing if an old lady's asleep. Um, you start to focus on her, and. The little cracks between your, your like, you know, where your like golden armpit is and all the little cracks in your, um, you know, where, the, where, where there's like little gaps in the in the how the gold moves, because it obviously has to move a little bit. You're not squishing liquid gold around. Yeah. Um, it starts to glow. Um, OK. I scr- and I she scratch you my like, armpit. You, you're, you seem to be glowing. Are you OK? So she can see my glowing cracks, but she can't tell that I'm not Harold. Correct. <laughs> Senility is a strange and wonderful pattern mismatching problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold, I, why do you have an arrow on your head? Ex- excuse me? Well, I mean, come over here. She she looks up and, and, and indicates to her fancy silver mirror. Okay, I walk over to the mirror. And on your forehead seems to be a arrow that points up. I'm the avatar. Um, I, I touch the arrow. Uh, nothing seems to happen. Well, I mean, this is a neat feature, but... And it blinks. Like, it pulses up and down slowly. Um, I jump. Uh, her whole house shakes, but it does not seem to affect the arrow at all. I I, I put my arms up in the air. Uh, no effect seems to occur. You're still you're still glowing from your your joints, though. Okay. Um. I I activate secret hidden power, transforming me into a fighter jet. What, what does the secret power do? <laughs> All right, you you focus on whatever's happening, and you think mentally, like, okay, what can I do? I can I can turn into a block. I can I can reforge. Like, what else can I do? And then 
you know, like looking through your mental menu, there's like a new ability there and you mentally push that button. And, um, a whole bunch of small seeds just spray out of every crevice of your body. Like you're sweating small seeds and they look like, they look like sunflower seeds. They're about the same height and they have those little striations on them. I was not expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, can I determine what the seeds are? Roll a nature check. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I have good nature. Oh, I have plus one. Uh, 13. Yeah, these, you've seen people eat sunflower seeds and these look just like them. You might be able to get uh, more exact confirmation from Gilly, who would probably know specifically, or even Brock, who is also a botanist by uh, hobby. How many seeds, like, sprayed out? Oh, gosh, thousands. So it's just filling up this old lady's house. It's not filling up the house, but it is, it's not like, it is to the point where a couple of them have stacked up on top of each other into piles. Okay. Um, I, I take a handful of them and store them. Okay. And turn to her. Has this ever happened before, Harold? This is interesting. Yeah, no, this is a common day occurrence for me. Oh, she picks it up and cracks it open and starts eat and just pops it in her mouth like, um, I like it better when they're salted, but this isn't too bad. <laughs> what, what is the point of this power? <laughs> I don't know. What is the point of this power? Uh, I, I guess it might generally confuse an enemy if their opponents started spraying sunflower seeds everywhere. Uh, you notice that your your forehead is still blinking. Okay, um, I concentrate on the power again, see if there are any more. All right, so your your joints and armpits stop uh, flowing sunflower seeds, and you try again to focus in the same spot. And this time it crystallizes a little more. Instead of being like an accidental puberty event, it's more like, I think I've got this. You focus again. And, um, instead of coming out of your armpits and your joints out of your hand, it knits together a giant sheet of sunflower seeds in the shape of, well, a larger sunflower seed. So it looks like a giant step size shield. Okay. And and it's made out of sunflower seed. It is made out out of, uh, out of sunflower seeds. Yeah. Um, okay. How strong is this shield? Uh, it feels pretty strong. I mean, nut casings and seed casings are pretty, pretty potent. You feel that this would work as a, as a functional shield, giving you plus two to your AC. Ah. Okay. So, um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to write down this power. So did this activate because I, because I got a natural 20 or? Yeah. Okay. So I've been that- waiting for this since you hit level, whatever, whenever the stat up, stat boost update one was, which I think um, was after the Varus fight. <laughs> I'm level five, I think. Yeah, I think it was either when you hit level five or level four. It's been a while. You don't roll as much as everybody. No. Um, okay, so nat twenty. 
equals well no you don't have to roll on 20 this is this is just unlocks the ability ah okay so um, um this would be um you can take once per uh once per long rest eh, i'm not sure exactly you can summon a shield that gives you plus two ac i would say once per um it doesn't need to be very long because it would probably you'd probably only summon it during battle like once per hour Okay. Once per hour. And it lasts. I mean, eventually it sort of starts to break down and it just seeds, like they get chipped off and stuff, but you, you can keep making food if you really want to. Uh, yeah, I guess. Start feeding uh, 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if possums eat sunflower seeds. I'm going to look this up. Well, I don't think there's much going on with this old lady anymore. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to look around at the piles of sunflower seeds, lean down to her and say, you're welcome, Matilda. And then I, I guess leave the house. All right. You step outside the house. It is, it is now dark. Uh, is there any direction that you would prefer to head? And uh, presumably you still have your shield with you now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could go and try the shield out now because i'm i probably don't know the ramifications of it or anything so i guess head into the forest and try and find something to fight okay uh roll a investigation check to see if you can drum up something to fight you investigation Uh, five you wander the forest for quite a few hours and you find some birds that seem to be willing to uh try and steal seeds from your shield but nothing large enough to uh, really start to want to fight you. And usually, I think you usually have a problem of things not wanting to fight you. Yeah. All right, then I head back into town um, and try and find a hobo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, roll another investigation check. Okay. Six. <laughs> you just walk up to the fanciest looking person you see and are like, are you a hobo? <laughs> I mean, everyone's not as fancy as me, to be honest. Yeah. And they look at you with disgust and just like, oh, what is this? And, and walk away. All uh, right. There's got to be like an inn or something around here. Yeah, there there is an inn called the Broken Candle. Okay, I, I head to the inn. All right, you you enter there, and there's a uh, there's a woman who's um, at the uh, the bar, and there are a couple of patrons. Okay, um, I, you, you I, hear like vomiting sounds coming from some of the rooms upstairs. As soon as I step into the inn, I'm assuming everyone stops and looks my way because that you don't usually yeah. see a giant. Yeah, um, I say twenty gold pieces to whoever can break through the shield. Uh, a very hairy, burly man stands up and is like, I'll give it a shot. All right, he, I um, stand with the shield braced. We should probably do this outside. He looks at the at the woman at the, the bar and she nods like, yeah, yeah, you should probably do that outside. Okay, I'm going to stand outside. All right. Uh, he happens to have some work equipment on him, which includes like a, what do they call those like rope beating clubs? 
there's like where they use it to like to mat them down. He's got one of those. So he's basically okay. got a wooden club. Uh, he's going to roll an attack and rolls a seven. So he hits the he hits the shield with his with his first strike. Some of the seeds fly off, but it doesn't seem to affect its uh, performance much. Uh, he keeps going. He rolls a five. He completely misses the shield for some reason. And a 16. So with this, he hits it, and it's still, it still, it holds firm. But uh, you don't seem to take any damage. So to break the, sh- would, the would they be able to break the shield? Um, You feel that if they were to spend the next 15 or 20 minutes just banging on it repeatedly with a hammer, they might be able to, to dislodge enough that it doesn't offer any protection. Okay, the- um... I sign up and I say, sorry, buddy. It seems like you, you don't have what it takes. It's like <sighs> panting like, yeah. All right. Well, it's good to get the, uh, it's good to get some of the rage out though. <laughs> Here, have a handful of sunflower seeds. <laughs> He's like, thanks. This will go well with my, uh, curry. With my, <laughs> with my curry. <laughs> he heads back inside. To the to the inn. Okay. Um, well, I'm I'm sort of at a loss of what to do here because I've got this cool power, but as as step, I don't I don't have any um, Im- motivation. <laughs> well, no, any motivation to do anything other than stand by the dock and wait for the ship to repair. <sighs> All right. Let's see. <sighs> Give me one of those random encounters. Maybe. All right. So uh, after this guy heads back in, uh, you hear a woman say, there he is. And it's the same woman from before. And she's flanked by two guards. He stole my teacup. (laughs) Harold, why would you do that? The guards come up to you and say, excuse me. um, uh, We have been informed that you may have taken uh, Matilda's teacup. Um, does like no murder or crime happen in this town? <laughs> not not since three days ago, <laughs> or whatever it was. Oh, it's only been like three or four days since we've had a lot of murder. So, well, I mean, she did offer it to me. He sort of was like, uh, usually you're supposed—it's the contents of the cup, not the cup itself, that's offered. But then why would you offer the cup? If you don't want them to take the cup. He's like, uh, because otherwise you're just handing people a liquid and it's really hard to do. Humans are weird. I'm, I'm going to open my mouth and reach in for the teacup. Right, and there is a, and there is some stale cold tea. And you hand it uh, to the guard. And he says, ma'am, is this your cup? And he's like, oh, that's it. <sighs> she looks at it intently. He's like, yeah, this is it. Thank you. All right, Harold, let's go back home. <laughs> she starts pulling on you again. Okay, this time I don't move. Harold? I think you're mistaken. And I take out my contract that's written in... Um, <laughs> Druidic. In Druidic. And and show her. See, I'm Step the Golem, employed by the trading company. Uh, she looks it over. 
And she's like, oh. She actually seems to understand what your um what the contract says. Oh, okay. She's like, oh, oh, oh. If I'm you would sorry. like me to I'm be Harold, you can employ me for a higher rate than the trading company is. She looks at the rate and is like, ooh. I'm sorry. That's uh that's outside my range. <laughs> but she's thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's a very shrewd businesswoman. She makes uh you know she makes pottery in her spare time. Otherwise, I'm sure one of these lovely guards would like to be your Harold. I mean, that one's name is Harold, but he's not my Harold. He could she be a Harold. Guards. <sighs> yeah. All right. Thank you, though. I, mean, I hope you enjoyed the tea. And she walks off. Well, I offer a and handful the guards, of seeds you, before I go. <laughs> she, she looks at them and is like, thank you. I think I have plenty, though. And she hands it to the guard. <laughs> She does have a house full of. Yeah, that's true. Is this just Steps' thing now? Is he just offers people seeds? So, uh, that is that is a functional ability that you now have. I would say is that you can now offer people sunflower seeds. Yeah. Right. Transaction done. Hang on. Spray seeds everywhere. <laughs> you ever seen that SNL commercial of Big Red, where that's the thing that just spins around and puts red dye everywhere in the house? Yeah. I'm just imagining that, but of sunflower seeds. Like as soon as like, hello everyone, arms tilt up, and then you rotate on your axis, and just sunflower <laughs> seeds shoot out in every direction. Or like my full body turns around and my legs just stay where they are. Like yeah, that, a... that's what I, that's what I mean. And a bunch of birds just sort of sit on your sit on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, random seeds. Like the Iron Man or uh, Iron Giant or something. The Iron Man. <laughs> it's a very different movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you're sitting there in the middle of um, in the middle of town. The guards start to just shake their head and walk away. As, presuming, you know, assuming everything's been dealt with. Mm. You see some... Uh, uh, because there's some sunflower seeds that have been dropped. Um, a couple of rats or mice, you can't really tell based on the size, start to come in and start to peck at the, the sunflower seeds. Okay. And they squeak. Um, react to them. Why? Well, I don't I don't know rat. I mean, you've been one before. Oh, that's true. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm probably like fascinated by them then. Okay, so you, you watch them. They look up at you occasionally because you're, I assume, moving in closer. Yeah, I'd stomp over to them. Well, you don't need to stomp. You just need to look, to, to bend down. Yeah. And they uh, squeak while they, grabbing the seeds. And, and I and I take a handful of seeds and offer them in my huge gold hand to the, one of the rats. Uh, would a rat be scared by that? No, I think these are these are urban rats. They're... They know how to make it work. <laughs> They've been in the big city too long. Yeah. They, they ain't afraid of they, uh, ain't afraid of nothing. They doesn't afraid of anything. No. Um, but also you're not like giving off life form kind of vibes, which is what makes them nervous. You're more like branches blowing in the wind or, you know, a log a, falling over. A big machine. Yeah. Yeah, they um they sort of hop up uh in your hand and start thumbing through the the sunflower seeds looking for the choicest ones cuz these are discerning rats. They seem to be pretty content. 
Interesting. I'll keep these for later, and I put them in my mouth. <laughs> okay, you put you put that you have two rats eating sunflower seeds inside of you in your inventory. Okay, inventory, two rats. Um. Yeah, I think based on your construction, they wouldn't be able to find their own way out. Now, remember, they will eventually need to a be let out, and b will eventually require some sort of water. That's true. So I hope Step is aware of these consequences. If not, then there may be some dead rats inside of his... Uh... I mean, there's a lot in there for them to kind of forage around and explore. There's an adventurous backpack, which I think has a water skin in it. Yeah, they might be able to chew through it. Um, there isn't a lot else in there. There's that staple thing. Oh, Yeah. So you have one of those, Vera has one, or does Vera have two of them? I think she might have two. Um, I've got one of them, it says. Yeah. And there's also a bunch of sunflower seeds in there that I put in. All right. So I, I guess they've got their own little hutch, step-shaped hutch. Mm-hmm. And I think we determined that it's airtight. Yeah. Right? So you leave a, a slight crack open. Yeah. Okay, so if you go in the water, make sure that you completely close it off. Otherwise, you're going to have wet gear and drowned rats. Yeah. No, I've been keeping that in mind. Okay. It'd also be like a little rat submarine, I guess. Yeah, you could you could, you could become a rat submarine. They can employ you to be their uh, um, their sunflower smuggler. <laughs> that is a spinoff. Wait, is the hole big enough for a small character to get inside? I mean, you have put a small character in there. Yeah, that's true. So I could potentially, if there's something on the seabed, just take someone down there. Yeah, they'd have about five minutes of air. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stomp back to the docks to the ship. All right. Uh, you stomp back to the ship, and you see that. Uh, um, Vera's there acting crazy. Brock is, uh, um, on the dock trying to like calm her down. And, uh, the ship is, is still under repairs. In fact, they seem to be doing more work than you would expect. They're not just working on the side of the ship that was damaged. They also seem to be doing a lot of work on the deck itself. Okay. Um, is 12 on the ship? Uh,. No, I would say that 12 has either taken refuge in the inn or the bar or something like that. It's a bit noisy hearing all the, the sawing work and that sort of thing. They are getting close to ending for tonight because it's late, but... Uh... Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go on a little adventure, I think. Okay. I'm going to walk off the end of the dock. All right. Oh, oh mouth closed. <laughs> Ma- mouth closed. You walk off the end of the docks. Just keep walking. It starts off really uh, muddy where your feet are, so you sort of slurp, but after a while, it starts to uh, become more regular. You don't really see much because it's dark already. Mm. Well, I've got dark vision. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, You can see that there are, I mean, as you walk, you sort of make some cloudy dirt dust come up in your face, whatever you want to call it, mud muddy water yeah um as you, but as you keep going that's less and less because there's less actual splorchy mud and more 
seafloor. Uh, you start to see fish, um, lots of undersea wa- uh, plants. Okay. Uh, you see a lot of dropped stuff, like abandoned anchors and nails and things that show that this is definitely a working dock or and that there's a lot of just crap that falls off ships or is thrown off ships when they don't care about it anymore. Mm. What is the damage and attack bonus on an anchor? I would say that it would probably be the equivalent of a step size club. So whatever a club is plus the size bonus, which I think would be an extra D6. So great club. Here we go. A great club is 1D8. Are you going to use it? Is it something you think that would be large enough to be two-handed or would it be a one-handed club? I think it would be one-handed. I mean, my strength is pretty high. Okay. And what's your normal unarmed punch right now? Um, Unarmed strike 2D8 plus strength. Okay. So it's probably an extra D8 from the side. I would say that if you had, if you used an anchor, it would essentially be equivalent. Okay. So there'd be no uh, advantage to it. Uh, Yeah, because I mean, a normal great club is 1D8, and then you'd add the size bonus, so it actually would be less if you were just reading it straight up. All right. Um, Then I won't take that. I was going to take that as a weapon, but... I mean, it's pretty badass. Uh, I, I guess. All right, yeah, sure. An anchor and a shield. All right, you pick up a, a slightly... Um, it's crusty with some sea life, whatever you call it. Whatever would grow on top of that, like mussels or... Uh, crusty anchor. Crusty anchor. <laughs> it's your crusty, trusty anchor. <laughs> now, is it a crusty, cool. trusty, rusty anchor? Yeah. The crusty, tru- crusty trusty, rusty anchor. Yeah, there's there are bits of rust, and you're able to wield it just as you would expect. It and it's shaped in the classic, uh, the modern anchor shape with like the, the actual curved bottom, and not yeah. like a not like a medieval anchor, which would just be a giant heavy weight. Um, is there anything else interesting? Any chests? Roll an investigation check. Okay. Twenty. Oh, okay. Uh, where's my a treasure thing here. Uh, you find 35 gold pieces sort of okay. scattered around and shiny. And they're easy to check because they're gold and it doesn't rust. Whereas the other coins all look like the surrounding um, area. You find a javelin of lightning. Okay. Which is on page 178 of the Dungeon Master's Guide. Now we'll read what that does. The javelin of lightning. This is a magical. Or this javelin is a magical weapon. When you hurl it and speak its command word, it transforms into a bolt of lightning, forming a line five feet wide that extends out from you um, to a target within 120 feet. Each creature in the line, excluding you and the target, must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking four D6 lightning damage on a failed save, um, and half as much on a successful one. The lightning bolt turns back into a javelin when it reaches the target, and then you just you basically make a ranged uh, attack against the target as well. On hit, the target takes damage from the javelin plus the lightning damage. Uh, the javelin's property can't be used again until the next dawn. In the meantime, the javelin can still be used as a magical weapon. 
So it's if you if you can recover it, it is reusable indefinitely. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to copy and paste that up online. I feel like this is pretty good, and yeah. I'm probably running running out of air for the rats. Yeah, you're probably getting pretty close. So well, unless- I I did the math based on a small creature. Rats are tiny creatures, so they probably get more time, like 15, 20 minutes. But okay, but yeah, it's probably been around then. All right, you head back out. Yeah, I'm gonna stop up the back side to of the dock. up the side of the 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 shore. Some seaweed tangled through your um, arms. Probably a few limpets holding, or something. Holding an anchor in one hand and a javelin in the other. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm guessing if someone saw me, they'd probably think a god had come out of the ocean or something. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did anyone see you? Nope. Anyone who might have been looking rolled a four. <laughs> so you come out of the sea holding a sparkling javelin and an anchor covered in seaweed like a... Like uh, I don't know, a swamp trash god, <laughs> and no one is around to see. It's it's actually quite late too. It's like the crusty Poseidon. Yeah, a golden shiny crusty Poseidon. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go and stand by the ship again. All right. Uh, there's no one on the dock, and no one seems to be working on the boat. They seem to have uh. Retired to either the um, the inn or the pub in town. The, the inn does have a pub in the in the base of it too. Okay, I'm gonna head that way. All right. Uh, you hit the pub first, and you don't really see anyone you recognize. Um. Actually, wait. Would you? Uh, no, no. Uh, then you head over to the inn, which I believe was the broken candle on my notes. You see most of the crew is there, fairly exhausted, drinking for the day. Or, their day's done, so they've gotten to drink. They're um, all a little red-faced. How much is a drink? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> four copper pieces for a mug. Okay, um... Round of drinks on me. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, two golds will cover the entire um, crew plus everyone else who's in the pub. All right. Yeah, I buy everyone a round of drinks and then I sit in the corner and I guess forge. Okay. Like t- turn into a, a square. All right. With the anchor leaning up against me, I guess. Yeah, I think the javelin, well, I would say the javelin like condenses or unhooks or bends so that it can easily fit in. in places. Yeah, like- I mean, technically it turns into pure lightning, so it's not like uh, it necessarily needs to not fit in a place. But the, uh, the yeah, anchor. Let's say, let's say it's like telescopic. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the way you're using the anchor, because it's hooked, would do piercing damage instead of bludgeoning damage. Oh, okay. If you're using it as such. Yeah. So if you're up against like a very heavily armored target, you could use it as like a as like a war pick. Yeah, probably swing it into them. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to stay here forged, I guess. All right. 
And what you might be able to do is get someone to make a chain for it. So you like loop it around like a fucking giant anchor bolo. Oh, that would be great. Or whatever they call those uh, things. Get some reach on there. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I guess. Okay, you're giving me that idea now. I want to do that. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I guess unforged. Oh, I've got an idea. Um, <laughs> so you, you start to fold into a cube and they're like, wait, you, un- you undo that. And then you try and find a blacksmith, presumably. Yeah. Uh, at this hour, all the shops are closed. So you may have to try again in the morning. Do I find the blacksmiths there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a blacksmith. And being that they do occasionally repair ships, they do have like chains that would be sufficient for attaching to a uh, an anchor. Okay. I'm going to um, turn into a cube outside the blacksmiths. All right. Um, probably... And you're going to wait until the morning? Yeah. Probably looking like a delivery or something <laughs> with an anchor le- leaning up against it. All right. Um, morning rolls around and a uh, a guy who looks he's wearing, you know, he's wearing that like the like slightly singed thick leather stuff that blacksmiths usually wear because they're always working with tools. He's heading out to open up his uh, his shop and he sees a cube there and he's like, what the? Um, I, I unforge in front of him, sensing that he's oh. there. Oh, you're that you're the golden man who's in town. Um, hello. One of them. Um. <laughs> He scratches it like what? I think being a rat has made me sarcastic. Um, I, I I need I need a chain attached to this anchor, so I can use it as a weapon. Oh, um, that I I can do that. I've actually got one. That's how long do you want it to be? Um, I don't know. How long could I get a chain? I'd say to that be? I'd say that you could probably get it so that you have an extra, that you have a ten foot reach with it. Okay. Um, yeah, ten foot chain, strong enough to throw the anchor and then yank it back. All right. Um, I can do that. Um, attaching to there, making sure that because we've got fifteen foot of chain, because you have to loop it around your hand, and then. All right. Um, so to use it like this, you'd roll an attack, and then you'd have to roll a strength check to pull it back in. Okay. Um. And I don't know what the DC would be. That I'll think about that later. Yeah. Uh, he said, "I can do this. This will cost uh, ten gold." Um, you, you definitely have. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just thinking. I will give you twenty, and I want you to paint it all gold. He's like, "Uh, I can make that happen." I mean, okay. electroplating is pretty trivial. Uh, it'll be ready in a couple hours because I've already got the chain. It's just a question of rigging up the electroplating rig. All right, and I and I hand him the anchor. I, I literally hand it to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you wanted to clean up the anchor too and electroplate it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Actually, no. Leave the anchor alone. Just the just the chain. So the anchor is still crusty, trusty, and rusty. Yeah. While the uh, the chain is made of gold. Okay. He puts the the chain in a bucket with a little bit of gold and this weird rig, and it doesn't take long. A couple hours later, he's able to attach it to the anchor and bring it to you. And that's all the time we have for this session. Marissa, where can people find you? Uh, you may find me at Radical Town. That is uh, radical.town. Uh, that is my Mastodon instance. Cleo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the YouTubes at Zombie Cleo. Will, where can people find you? 
You can find me on YouTube under Team Satisfaction. Lisa, where can people find you? Well, I still stream on Twitch and Mixer. My uh, name there is Super Lisa. My channel's name, I should say. Um, but you should probably visit my personal website, superlisa.nl. You can find links there, clips, and ways to get in touch with me. I'm Dutroid, and I stream infrequently at twitch.tv slash Our music is by Ian Stalker. We appreciate any feedback you can leave. Also, tell your friends. <laughs>